Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zomrom-Com Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And joining us today, we have Jenny Law and Liam Grove. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Thanks for for joining us and uh, holding our hands through what I imagine is going to be a rough three minutes. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were rewatching it and um, I, you know, just kind of estimating when our minutes would kick in before we officially looked at them. And I was hoping it was the can't stop me now. Oh, um, <laughs> so it's like after that, it's the mom. Yeah. <laughs> but we got the we drew we drew the we drew the mom, the dead mom. You yeah. <laughs> you drew you drew the bloody Kleenex. Yes, yes uh, <laughs> we drew the bloody Kleenex. Yes. <laughs> so today we are taking a bite out of minute seventy six, which begins with Barbara saying that Sean is always talking about you, talking to Liz, and ends with uh, Sean firing the rifle. Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm actually. It's, I'm, Really glad we get to talk about the mom because I love her performance in this movie a lot. Um, oh, yeah. She's such a great uh, balance between somebody who's completely out to lunch and is always doting on him. Um, but then she gets a moment in here where she kind of snaps back into reality. We've often described her as um, sort of everybody's mom. Like everybody knows somebody like either that's your mom or someone has you have a friend whose mom is like that like everyone has a barbara in their life and so i think <laughs> everyone takes this very hard because it just reminds you of that person yeah and we're about to lose her and she yeah. calls her child pickle i mean how more, how much more endearing can you get it's true and she also has that that really delightful British thing of um, of trying to keep up a nice appearance when there's horrible things going on. Um, so I love that at the beginning of this minute, there's zombies literally crashing through the window, and she is taking the three seconds, you know, the walk through the bar to say, you know, oh, it's great to finally meet you. By the way, that's <laughs> just a, <laughs> right. It's a great little double thing that she does. Like, and here's a family heirloom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like I, I don't think you can quite tell in the movie, but uh, in the script, it does make it a, a point to say that that is her uh, wedding and engagement ring. Um, oh, like sweet. that, that's that's that pair from Sean's dad that he she wears as a necklace now that she's been married to Philip. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's what she's giving. That's what she's giving Liz, and I, you know, that's that's Liz's reaction is, uh, well, I, we're we're not really together. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, awkward. <laughs> yeah, everybody has oh. to be doing like two different things at the same time. Where where uh, you know Barbara is again trying to keep up that like 
nothing nothing's happening everything's fine we're just having a normal conversation mm-hmm. i believe it's called the british stiff upper lip yes mm-hmm. of which um yeah she's she's doing a good job of that um and then she's also <laughs> she's realizing probably that she's about to die and she's you know dumping important things onto people around her and then uh liz has to has to keep up her end of the niceties of the conversation, but then also has to kind of be like, uh, by the way, you know, we're not actually together. <laughs> it's those parts that really make it s- still feel so digestible or it, it, at least uh, relatable. I think mm-hmm. for an audience. And it's, a, it, this minute is just, uh, it's actually, it, it's so, it goes by so fast. And I think it's easy to take for granted just how impressive it is that it's still able to, in seconds, switch back and forth between like little jokes, like jokes and really like heavy downer subject matter. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's able to do that without seeming, uh, you know, narratively all over the place or messy, like so many other horror comedies are. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of impressive. It's almost a miracle. Well, at this yeah. point, I feel like we've bought in, you know, we've been given enough to buy into all these characters and be really involved in them. And so the short clips and the jokes going back and forth, it, this movie has earned it. Like you feel like you're in there with them. You are ready to laugh and at the absurdity, but also be scared. And I think that the way that this is set up is so impressive and it it really lends itself to multiple viewings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know how many times we've watched this movie individually and together, but then you know we re- rewatched it this week um, to prepare for the podcast, and I'm struck every time by as many times as I've seen this movie how watchable and engrossing it is. And it is because, like you said, it's it's almost miraculous that all of the comedy really works and all of the horror really works. Uh, it, it's just amazing to me. And 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 not only that, but like. We're at the point in the movie now where the jokes aren't even really jokes so much as they're callbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like it's it's just like, oh, we've been we've been setting you up all this time, and now you're just gonna get payoff after payoff after payoff mm-hmm. after payoff. Right. I mean, we yeah. get that we get that great uh, sort of callback to. Uh, Ed's uh, propensity for saying cock it when yeah. he's frustrated uh, and and he says it and Sean takes it to heart and it works um, and I you know it's just it, that is that is something that just feels quintessentially Edgar Wright Simon Pegg to me are, yeah. are those so. those sorts of jokes that are jokes but not really jokes just payoffs to setups Mm-hmm. Right, and and the the amount of dialogue in this movie that someone someone says and then someone else says, you know, uh, in another act, and it's redigested mm-hmm. with another meaning to it, um, is mm-hmm. just so so great and so clever and so mm-hmm. well planned out. Um, there's a great one in the next minute um, that we'll talk about, but uh, yeah, I oh, do yeah. love the, the callback of uh, of Cockett, um, and yeah. it, it it's it's fantastic. Going back to to Barbara though. Uh... That is one of the gnarliest zombie bites I've ever oh, seen. Oh, it's in a so film. It, it, it's okay. like they purposefully gave the nicest person the most painful looking wound. 
It's so, like someone took a jagged ice cream scoop out of her arm. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's three inches deep. Depth. But does anyone it's else? It's, yeah, it took me a while, a few viewings, and then I was like, oh, my God. I think that the top part of her arm, like the like the uh, the skin that would be touching her sweater, is mm-hmm. actually now kind of fused by blood <laughs> to the cardigan arm. And oh, so yeah. when she lifts it up, it's like a, like a pop top. And it's so gross. Yeah. Oh yeah! Like when you realize it's been like, oh god, I'm having even trouble coming up with it. It's, it's like if you were to stuff a napkin into a bowl. Oh yeah! When, when she pulls it out, you're like, God, it's so deep. Like, yeah. That nice man in the pajamas was not leaving any meat on the bowl. <laughs> she was not leaving anything oh. to chance. No. Her arm almost becomes like a bag of holding. It doesn't look like it's. It doesn't look like it actually should be like, like. Like have enough depth to have that big of a wound. I think you could stuff an entire box of Kleenexes in that in that hole. Mm. I I think she's tried. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. But that's also the power of the cardigan. That's the power of the cardigan. Uh I'm a librarian, so there's lots of practical reasons um, to laud the cardigan. But (laughs) but uh, it is it does allow you to stuff your arms with things. But the front still flows freely, so you can still pretend like nothing's wrong. <laughs> you know, kind of flaps around in the breeze and sure. moves when you do. But the arms can be stuffed with all sorts of things, <laughs> <laughs> including a fatal zombie bite. I, I do love oh, I've, got it, I've got it paused right on the, uh, the reveal of it. And I love that she, you know, she saw how big that wound was and th- thought a tissue would fix it. I, I yeah. love that, you know, that she's well, <laughs> a little out to lunch, but um, I, I love well, that she's, she's, she's very much, that. she's very much, uh, you know, married to the right man because, you know, earlier Philip got a zombie bite and was like, I'm <laughs> fine. I ran it under a cold tap. <laughs> <laughs> why a cold tap? What, why I cold? Don't know. <laughs> well, because it staunches the bleeding. Cold water staunches bleeding. Oh. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. More, yeah. <laughs> okay. There you I go. Know if he was following some kind of zombie manual where it said don't use warm water, but well. we can say the Z word on this podcast, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, well, because that we they are definitely they're identified as zombies, but they're not. We don't ever get a full count of what caused the zombieism, right? Well, there's a, a very yeah. in the background on the first walkthrough on the street on that that long. One shot um, in the background, they do say uh, something about a um, a satellite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is, they they say something about living dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They they say something about a satellite, and then there's also uh, other newspaper headlines that say something about crops, and mm-hmm. uh, there's like a couple of other stuff. So like they make it very vague that like any of these things could have been the cause, or maybe mm-hmm. it's a combination of all of them. Like you know. Um, but yeah, they do yeah. keep it vague, but there are lots of hints as to like what could be the reason. Well, and that was something I really, I guess now that we're talking about, it, I remember the first time I saw it, I thought that it was great because they kind of touch on a lot of the major causes of zombie outbreaks in movies as the mm-hmm. possible cause. Like they kind of hit on all of them. So you have the mm-hmm. satellite, you have, you have like pesticides, you have a virus, right? you know, so... 
I, I love the. I mean, the first time I saw it and I heard the um, the Goblin track from Dawn of the Dead as the first music you hear. And I, I was mm-hmm. so excited because I was like, oh, this is somebody who actually takes the zombie part of this movie is going to be taken very seriously. Um, I think that was a nice wink to the audience that this is not going to be, um, you know, uh, he's going to follow Romero rules, if you will. Well, and this is right. the first I mean, this is this is like Night of the Living Dead. This is them in the cabin. These are the survivors. This right. is the, mm-hmm. the core group. This is the first wound. Of, a, of the core group, isn't it? I believe Cause so. Because Peter Serafinowicz is, is just their roommate. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess I, I would count Philip in the core group. That's true. Um, yeah. Can I say how much I love the Winchester set? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I we have... talked about that a couple weeks ago. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I want to live there. It looks so comfy. Um, I've never mm-hmm. been to England, but I have been to Ireland, and I did go into a lot of pubs that looked exactly like that with the high – uh, the high hardwood bar and then the low tables and the booths against the window and everything is very dark green. Uh, it's, it's so mm-hmm. comforting to me. I just want to drink a, a Guinness the size of my head in a place like that until I die. <laughs> yeah. Barbara saying that she thought Sean would be worried is like, no fucking shit, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's more the fact that you're not worried, Barbara. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, I disagree with that. I think that Barbara is perpetually worried. That's true. That's <laughs> well, just her state. Yeah. That's her. That's her baseline state. She's a, she's in a, at a at its level eleven uh, fussiness. I think at mm-hmm. all times. Mm-hmm. I we've got oh, a box I, right I, on the wound, and I'm just looking. There's like eight gallons of stuff pouring out of her sweater. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that Barbara's just maybe is just the type of person who feels like, well, I'll, I'll just take all of the worry. Yeah, I'll right. be the one who, who worries so that none of you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and turn but, it into uh, smiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, and I think oh, worrying is what Barbara's do best. Bend that person or know that person, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Of course. Or are that person. Um Right. Do you think that's some kind of a comment on um, Barbara from Night of the Living Dead's catatonic state through most of that movie? That, <laughs> that she kind of checks out pretty early in that original movie and doesn't really come back. Um, she's, you know, I love her character in the uh, the remake um, that Tom Savini did. Um, but uh, in that original one, she kind of stares at the fireplace for a good 90 minutes of that movie. Right. Oh, they made the connection. They have the same name. Well, when he, she, they say you were coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. But it was, uh, I, I don't know if her character was supposed to be somebody who has, uh, you know, <laughs> not left reality as much as that Barbara, but she's clearly kind of in her own universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's just kind of going through the motions. I mean, her, her, her husband dies and then five minutes later, she's like pretending to be a zombie and walking to a bar. Right. Um, <laughs> well, it's just, that's just go along with what everyone else is doing. That's the easiest way. Actually. Right, it, exactly. She's so mortified because she knows she's been bitten and can't tell anyone. There's that great mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, yeah. There's that great bit. And then she, I, yeah, I think she just kind of stays on the side until, a, until the scene. How, mm-hmm. So how long, I, you know, that was what late afternoon, when they encounter the nice man in the pajamas. And so mm-hmm. she went through all of the, all of the pretending to be the zombie, then the breaking into the Winchester, then the sitting around and having drinks and peanuts 
all all of that while gushing, you know, eight gallons a second out of her wrist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about how she's just been slowly dying for weeks now. Yeah, just kind of fading <laughs> in and out. <laughs> like she'll be like, "Up, oh, this is it," and then like come back and be like, "Oh, I guess not." Again, uh, I, think yeah. the, I think the cardigan arm might be a little tight, so it's served as a little bit of a tourniquet, thus right. giving her more time. Man, yeah. cardigans, they should just be issued like by the Red Cross. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's, they're like the towels in um, Hitchhiker's Guides. It's yeah. a million uh, uses. Yeah. You can suck on them for nutrients. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Not this one, but... <laughs> Uh, so moving over, moving back over to the gun, uh, the first thing that I, I just noticed that just made me laugh was, uh, and I, and I know, you know, you, you're, you're, when you're making a movie, it's not like they're shooting these two things at the same time. They're shooting, you know, the group with the rifle and then they're shooting the window. And these are, these are, you know, these could be hours apart or maybe even days apart. Uh, but it's just so funny that you have the window like they, the zombies knock down the stack of chairs and reveal themselves, and there's dozens of them in the window. And Diane points and goes, "There's one." <laughs> <laughs> well, she's very observant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know she just wants to help, but it's just so <laughs> like, yes, thank you. <laughs> but the thing about Diane that I find interesting is that she, while Barbara has put on, you know, a stiff upper lip, and Barbara is bleeding out into her cardigan, Diane is almost completely disassociated from reality, and it's become a game, right? Um, and it's become very like. Um, like she, yeah, like she's trying to, to show him like, there's one over there, there's one over there, but she just doesn't seem to be realizing that they're shooting zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I mean, I think, you know, her being an actress, it, it almost seems like she's playing a part in mm -hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, you know, cause even when, when the gun doesn't go off, you have that great moment where Sean has like his little hero line, sorry, we're closed. Right. And the gun <laughs> doesn't fire. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, after that happens, she's, uh, you know, David suggests like, oh, maybe it's the safety button. And she's like, oh, that happened to me on stage. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, it, 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 it's, she's like equating real life to like being in a play and, because it's like the only thing that she uh, feels like she's an expert on. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, she's trying her best, but yeah, like I, you know, there is a, there is a version of uh, uh, there, there is sort of like, um, it does feel a little bit like she's playing playing a game because she's like kind of playing a part and she's equating mm -hmm. all of this to stage stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I'll admit something um, really uh, embarrassing. Uh, when I was in my uh, late twenties, I was obsessed with making Night of the Living Dead into a stage play where you only had the living room and the basement set, uh, and you would never see a zombie on stage, but the, you would see silhouettes uh, getting, you know, more and more populous outside the windows. Um, and that's why I love uh, all the stuff in the Winchester, because it's just nonstop silhouettes, you know, that get more and more and more and they start smashing up against the window. But even before they crash in, I just love seeing, you know, 500 silhouettes of zombies outside of a window. It makes me very happy. Was this adaptation going to be a musical? Sure. Let's, why, why not? Okay. 
This is the first I've heard of. <laughs> we actually, uh, we actually had a guest on the show, previous guest uh, Brian Green, and uh, he had actually been in a stage production of uh, Night of the Living Dead. That's awesome. Yeah, um, all of the actors, all of the actors dressed and were put into makeup to look like they were black and white. Oh wow, uh, oh, wow that's great! And then, so then everything, everything except the blood was in black and white. Oh wow, wow. fantastic! So Ed has gone into full video game mode in the next minute. Next oh, minute, shoot. yeah. Shit, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But you can see, you can see he's winding up. Yeah, like, like he's, his he's getting very yeah. serious looking. And he's yeah. very upset that there's not a player two controller uh where mm-hmm. he can join in on this fun that Ed that uh Sean's about to have. Right, right, right. Um and I and I there's something else I mean we talked about this a little bit uh a little bit last week, but the the idea that like these guy you know everyone says like oh i know what i would do in the zombie apocalypse but like the reality of the situation is you know i've never fired a gun i wouldn't <laughs> know what to do with one like i i i wouldn't know how to hurt people like it would it, i like it would be a mess and you would just do anything you could to survive but most of it wouldn't work and what i like about this is like this is probably the first time Sean has ever fired a gun and <laughs> When he fires it, he finally like he's he has this big badass like cocking moment, and then fires it, and he just like you know hits the side of the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it's still a success because they're like, hey, we got the gun to fire. Yeah, and everyone is so even David in that moment. Everyone is on the same team. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Good. I. I don't know about the killing part of the zombie apocalypse, but am I alone in thinking I've had often had thoughts that if there is a zombie apocalypse, the first thing I would do is go grocery shopping because you need supplies. (laughs) Sure. You you adventure out before things really got bad. Oh yeah. Make sure that we have pudding. No, pudding's disgusting. Okay. But. Um, so yeah, okay. that we would have supplies. <laughs> and like, I imagine fighting with other non-turned humans for like the ba- last bottle of aspirin. Sure. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah, you certainly don't want to go out, you know, two months in. No, no, no. Because then you got all your secondary biting people. And mm-hmm. so you want to go out in the first few hours. That's how the the guy in I Am Legend, I'm sure that's how he survived. He went shopping first and then holed up. Not the yeah. shitty movie. None of the shitty movies, but just the Richard Matheson book. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> well, those were vampires. Yes, but they – well, actually – Those are highly intelligent vampires. Yes. Um, sorry. So um, the, the reason why those wires are crossed in my head is um, because I got to see George Romero speak one time at oh. DragonCon. And – I had, you know, watched Night of the Living Dead a lot, a lot, and I had recently read I Am Legend by Richard Matheson, and I noticed a lot of similarities. And so, when the question and answer portion came up, I asked Mr. Romero about it, and he told me that he and one of his friends had read I Am Legend and were in a barn getting high and decided that they wanted to make a movie adaptation but didn't have the money to buy the rights. Right. So they came up with Night of the Living Dead, which has a lot of the same, a lot of the same act yeah. breaks and a lot of the same tenants. So, sorry, um, yes, those wires are forever crossed in my head because of yeah, that. it was, it was yeah, called that's Night awesome. Anubis for a long time, um, and it was about um, 
It was about uh, vampires, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he switched it over yeah. to zombies. Merely because they did not want to deal with buying the rights from Richard Matheson. They didn't yeah. want to know the rest. <laughs> well, I mean, they had four dollars to their name, probably. I love the just the slight call t- to like Rambo um, with the tie on his head, like the, the red tie on his head. Yeah, the, the blood, like the blood coming down. Um, you know, it's just a minor, like little yeah. touch. But I, I really mm-hmm. like that a lot. And the taking time to say, you know, an, an '80s action movie line of the "Sorry, we're closed." Right. Like, I mean, we right. find out, obviously, from uh, Hot Fuzz that they're huge fans of 80s action movies, and that's it's a little forecasting of what's, what's to come in their next movie. I like that, too. I like the tie, uh, or, but what I, what I love about it is that they were able to, you know, uh, uh, you know, sort of shout out Rambo, but also give it, like, a practical purpose with oh, the yeah. dark gag. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Um, all right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, if you're on Facebook, go check out the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub. That's where all of our listeners uh, sort of convene and talk about the latest episode. So if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, go uh, join join us over there. That's the Cornetto Minute Listeners Club. Pub. Yeah. It's a group. Group. I tried to say group and pub, and it came out grub. I like uh, Listeners yeah. Pub on uh, on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and we will be back tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over.